The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. <laughs> At least two of us are ready for the shot of for the start of oh, Mick Shots. Man. There is one person here in the SWBC podcast studio who is didn't have his headsets on. You not only didn't have your headset his on, head ain't Mickey, on right. you were over there. His head ain't on right. <laughs> he was so wrong with that boy. He was mumbling about something. <laughs> My volume what it was. What's wrong with that boy? What he doing? <laughs> he was mumbling and grumbling. I mean, well, we've oh, grown man. to love Mickey. Over yes, the years. we have. The mumbling yes, and have. grumbling Mickey Spagnola, <laughs> along with Bill Jones and Everson Walls, and this is another week of mix shots and Mickey. I expected to come around the corner and look out on the practice field and maybe see football players on a football That's what field I today. Too. Maybe I, I heard there was OTAs tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Oh, okay. Ah, Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, Thursday. Oh. Right? I think that's the schedule. Because I got the today is the players' day off. Today is the players' day off. Everyone thinks, okay. at least some of the radio stations, you have a long are thinking that today is the Today's day. Today's the day. Yeah. No, it's, they're, they're allowed to start. I guess right. this week. Oh, okay. But you got to have a full, long weekend. Mm-hmm. So nothing on Friday and nothing on Monday, probably. Well, usually okay. in the off-season program, they go Monday, Tuesday. They have Wednesday as a rest day or makeup day, and, mm-hmm. and then they do Thursday, Friday. Well, the Cowboys don't have as many as maybe they that's why normally they don't have, have it today. They got they got docked for being mm-hmm. too physical. Docked one. <laughs> So that's why they're starting on Tuesday and not Monday. And they, well, no, that's why it's only it only lasts two weeks, I believe. And then the mini camp. You're not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no, that's two what weeks, and then the mini camp, and then it is over. That's that is right. it. See there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't okay. tell me I'm not I'm sure. I'm sorry. Well, you weren't. <laughs> when you said it, you said it like you weren't sure. Well, I knew what the schedule was. Okay. And you normally get, what, nine, ten of them? Mm-hmm. Um, you normally get ten, and back in the Jason Garrett days, one of them was... The last one was... W- when the, the high school, high school kids, kids came kids here. Came. Yeah, Jason yeah, Garrett, right. that feels like so long ago. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we will make up for the Cowboys' lack of a full allotment of organized team activities by having our own organized team activity today called Mix Shots. That's right. Uh, unorganized. Yeah, that's right. That, that's exactly <laughs> We'll be right. unorganized. All right, so Mickey's got his full legal pad there. Mick, uh, Everson's trying to figure out his uh, devices on mm-hmm. my right, mm-hmm. and um, there's so much to get to, right? Where do you want to start? I want to start at the top of your legal pad. OTAs. Having, having said that, OTAs this week here's where I want to go. Okay. At some point over the course of the next 45 to 50 minutes, how much better – are the Cowboys now mm. than they were a year ago at this time? You don't have to answer that now. Just you can ponder it and give me something. Uh, give me up to speed on what you got uh, on your legal pad there that we can owners, talk about. Owners meetings today. today, Minneapolis. Um, I don't know if they'll get to it or not, but there's a chance they would vote on the change of ownership in Washington with Josh Harris's group. Uh, Seemingly having come to a 
deal with Dan Snyder, um, and I guess uh, you know it's not official until the owners uh, agree uh, to the sale. So that'll be one of the things that they, I would imagine, they talk about. And it seems like another topic uh, that got shut down at the previous owners' meeting was flexing Thursday night football. What do you think of that, Everson Walls? When you say flexing, the, who's playing late okay. in the late in the season? I believe mm-hmm. it's weeks thirteen through seventeen. I believe that's right. Something like that. Um, it it was not approved in uh, the March with a two week notice. I 15 believe fifteen days. Fifteen day notice that they could flex. That's, that sounds yeah. It got shot down. It got shot it down. Now it's coming up again. It's a twenty eight. Days. With a 28-day notice, too much so, will change, right? I, I I I don't understand why they even turned down the first one. I, I like the 15 days. 15 would be closer to yeah. being more well, accurate the, to one get of, a better game. One of the reasons would be fans. In fact, I'll I'll call up the the schedule mm-hmm. and we can look at. Well, we can look at what about uh, the Cowboys are playing a Thursday night game. This year, the week after Thanksgiving, okay, they got the Thursday afternoon game on Thanksgiving. Right. And mm-hmm. so that would be the uh, start of it, week 13, against Seattle on a Thursday home game. So say you're a Cowboy fan, and they're not going to flex out of the Cowboy game, obviously, on on a Thursday. But let's just pretend here. Okay. Okay, and you're a fan from – California, or even Lubbock, or wherever, and you're making plans that you want to come watch your team play on a Thursday night. You get uh, airline reservations and so forth, and then and you get a cheap airfare to come in for the game. And or let's make it this way: Dallas is. Let's say Dallas was playing at Seattle, and you had an opportunity to go to that game. And then all of a sudden, you find out 15 days in advance that they're not going to play that game now, and so you're. Ass out. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're <laughs> yeah. gonna play. They're just gonna play it on they're Sunday. They're playing on Sunday. 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 They're not playing yeah. it on Thursday. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 But then that, that messes that's, up your plans. Yeah, that's that right. Mess- so you're out Joe, whatever Joe money public you, yeah. is out of money. That's right. And no that's one in the, the NFL gives a damn. Well, there are some owners who do care about that. Okay. So that's why it did not get approved in the spring. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think that's the reason? Well, they, they were vocal they're, they're about worried it. About the fans was getting... was vocal about it that um, that, that it, that's that's a pleasant surprise. But, but here <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm, yeah. 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 they actually they were vocal about Joe Public losing. Mm-hmm. That, that's but, good but, stuff. But here, but here, I didn't think they had it in them. Here's uh-huh. the other side of that. Okay, whatever Joe fan loses. They're worried about better <laughs> games on Thursday night package for the network that's pro- broadcasting mm-hmm, the game, mm-hmm. and they want to keep them interested. That's right. They don't want any, you know, no nothing. So games. the viewing the, the viewing public versus the visiting public. Yeah, what they would lose in attendance, they make up. They make up because that's the network exactly. Yeah. Okay, so week fourteen. New England plays at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, let's say, New England and Pittsburgh got, both got off to horrid starts this year, and now you're at the midway point of the season. And you're looking at two losing teams and, playing each other. And, and you've got uh, two teams that are with two and six records or whatever. 
and then they decide to flex out of that game. And and the other thing you're affecting, you're moving a Sunday game to Thursday. Yeah. That's a, re- a regularly scheduled Sunday game. Whoa. And so then you've got <laughs> – Let's well, they're not going to do this with Dallas. Uh, well, they're not going to do that with Philadelphia, Dallas either. <laughs> but all right, you're taking a game and you're yes. and, and you're uh, moving it to Thursday, and mm-hmm. so you're messing up those fans' plans too that right. were planning to spend a weekend in wherever Vegas or something. So then we're going to have a Thursday game. We're going to have a Thursday game. Yeah, right? there's going to be a Thursday game. But it's a question it of it may not be the matchup. That that's right. Right. So play. right now the week 14 game is New England at Pittsburgh. The week 15 game is the Chargers at Vegas. And week 16 is New Orleans at the Rams. And week 17 is Jets at Cleveland. So those. So And think about this. And I'm going to use the Cowboys as an example, although it will never happen to them if they've got a Thursday night game, right? Say – other teams have travel packages like Star Sports. Yes. Right? Yes. And people, before the season starts, they put their package together, mm-hmm. and it's a Thursday night game. Got the off days. They got off from work. Yeah. Yeah. Show up Wednesday. <laughs> Take some vacation days. They, they knew they were going to come on Wednesday to yeah. listen to me and you. Of course. Uh, get them ready for the game. They got a whole whole two, three days planned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nah, we're going to do it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they've already sold those packages. I have always wondered about that. I mean, that's always been an issue for me. Just as Joe Public, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not worried. About, I know they're going to make it up in regards to viewing. But in regards to that person, I, I never thought. And I must commend the NFL owners for some of them speaking out against that because that's tough. Yeah. I mean, that's really and tough. And even 28 days, if you buy a package before the season starts – you got to put an asterisk gonna, by it. And, yeah, and then you're going to change, yeah. try, try to change your uh, travel plans. So why would they, what, to pick 28 days, to even consider 28 days, that's a little ridiculous because you don't know what kind of matchup is going to be intriguing at that point. 28 days before, can we? No. Why would, even, why would they even consider that? Yeah, no. So we'll see what, uh, there was another deal about messing with the kickoff uh, rule. I, I don't know that that's well, going to change either. Or, or maybe, yeah. <laughs> it was a fair catch on it. Was it a fair catch? Okay. And what were they saying? I got to look it up. If you can maybe ca- call a fair catch the way you do in college, if it's not in the end zone. Okay. And you get the ball at the 25-yard line. the 25. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that – do you think that would be significant at all? I mean, I why did that come up? I don't think up? it happens That's enough. what I'm saying. It's a kickoff. We most kickoffs go out of the end zone. Yeah. It's like don't worry about stuff that you don't need to worry about. Right. Fixed – you know, it's sort of like our government. They try to fix the stuff that <laughs> don't need fixing. Well, but the, the hard more, stuff – The more they complain about it, the then hard stuff, it becomes yeah, an issue. Well, we'll just put that off, right? We don't need to deal with that. And Bill is very slow today. Well, pulling up information. And while he's looking, I I I found another neat note. Thank you. Last night, let's keep the show after going. after <laughs> our show that uh, former Cowboys uh, assistant coach Todd Bowles. Yes. Who former Grambling uh, coach as well? Right. Yes. He uh, finished up college in 1986 and went to Washington. Didn't finish college, 
and last week he graduated from Mount St. Mary with a degree uh, in community relations. Hmm. Promised his mother when he left, I'll return to college, and, mm-hmm. you know. So how many years is that? Thirty-some years let's later? See, yeah, let's see. He, had t- he was taking classes while uh, in the, uh, I guess, in the off-season in, in near the Tampa mm-hmm. area and graduated. Yeah, that's good stuff. Walked the stage and gave a speech. That's, oh, he gave a speech? Yeah. That was nice. Basically t- told the, the class that he was more nervous giving this speech than any halftime at a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you don't hear him talk much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So to hear him give a speech, I'm sure. Yeah. Was he's in his time. element when he's in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Talking to a team. Someone Absolutely. else graduated, if I'm not mistaken. Jalen Hurts got there his master's go. degree sure at Oklahoma a couple Such of weeks a good ago. Dude, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Wow. He went back and he, and he walked. He, he, Did he? Yep. I, he, th- I thought that's where you were going next. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, they were mentioned together. And, uh, yeah. You think about how he's doing things. It's really changing the way people look at the uh, athlete. Yeah. Uh, not just the African-American athlete, but any athlete. You've got uh, Jalen Hurts has an all-female uh, representation, and that is something that extre- is extremely uh, special. And to be that forward-thinking, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool on his part. Did you uh, find what you were looking for? I did, and uh, you basically had it right. It is the college rule that they had proposed, which was you can fair catch the ball uh, inside the 25-yard line, mm-hmm. and be and it would be ruled a touchback. And uh, the idea is to cut down on kickoff no returns and. Uh, no kickoffs go inside the 25-yard line. I mean, well, always, unless you're trying to this, pin from somebody a stri- from a strategic stand, and you. And the college rule, I believe, you don't even, you do have to make the catch. Yes, you okay. got to catch. The so you could hit a pop up. I just to go fair catch. I mean, and let it drop. It might be in high school. <laughs> I think you could just you could just call a fair catch and you do whatever. But uh, uh, from a strategic standpoint, you may want to hit one of those high pop up and make sure that. And if they drop it, then you have an opportunity to recover a muffed kickoff. Then, or if they have a very good directional kickoff guy and they tried to pin you like in the corner at the five yard line you should call a fair well you're putting the pressure pressure. on that enough to where it's become a danger to our players has that happened so many times to where okay we need to pay attention to this because i don't recall that strategy being used too often last year the, according to Albert Breer, how players and coaches have argued that the rule, the fair catch rule, could actually end up leading to more concussions. One of the arguments players and coaches are making is that if teams fair catch every kickoff inside the 25, the opponents could send squib kicks or low line drive kicks, which would lead to potentially dangerous situations and want, more concussions. If, you, if you're worried about all of that, let's just stop kicking off. <laughs> I, right? I mean, if that's what you're worried about, let's just stop Put the kicking ball. up. Put the ball at the 20. Let's just start at the 20 or 25, <laughs> and let's go with it. All of these rules, you got But guys, this is going to get voted down. Well, you got guys running down there yeah. for nothing. And th- so apparently they don't have the votes for it. It's going to get voted down, right. which leads us to the Cowboys issue at kicker right now. Okay. Okay. And it's and not just field goals. It's kickoffs. Kickoffs, too. Because mm-hmm. some of these older – 
veteran kickers aren't so good at kickoffs. Robbie you, Gold's not kicking off yes, at and, age 40. And that's kind of why San Francisco. And how was Brett Maher on his kickoffs? He was awfully darn good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at Brett Maher compared to some of these other free agent kickers that are out there in, in the regular season, his stats stack up pretty well against all of the free well, agent guys out there. We talked Robbie about Gold it last and Mason week. Mason Crosby and Randy Bullock in Tennessee. If the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs, he'd be making $3 million today mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was 78% of his kickoffs. Um, 78, he had 100 kickoffs, and 78 of them were touchbacks. I like him. He's the best kicker. I like him. He's I'm the sorry. best kicker out there. I'm sorry. I like the guy. I don't know what the heck happened, if how can, the wheels fell off, but I like the guy. If he could just get past that one game. <laughs> so <laughs> so we are going to hold that over his head forever. Just to review, in the regular season, his field goal percentage was 91%. He was 29 out of 32. was a number beyond 50 yards. And two of them were – 59-yarders. And they were clutch. Yeah. They were clutch. He missed two from 59. Missed two from 50. So inside 59, he was 29 out of 30. Missed a 46-yarder. Okay. Extra points, 50 out of 53, 94%. And don't forget the lumpy (laughs) field in Tampa. (laughs) Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold was 27 of 32, 84% on his field goals. And he was 50 of 51 on extra points. And uh, let's see. Mason Crosby was, and he's 39 years old on September 3rd. He was 25 of 29 on field goals and 37 of 39 on extra points. What about suck up? And Ryan Suckup, and he's the one that did not uh, kick off. Gold actually was – Gold's uh, touchback ratio was 49.5% Ooh, on yeah. his touchbacks compared to 78% for mm-hmm. Maher. Mm-hmm. Suckup did not kick off. He turns 37 in September, 31 for 38 on field goals because that quarterback couldn't get them in the end zone. He kicked a lot of field goals. Tom, uh, Tom Brady. On that lumpy field. <laughs> so that's 81.6%. Extra points, he was 24 out of 25. You know, it, so it would go. be so nice if Brett just came out and just started talking trash. You know, <laughs> like, hey, man. Bring, He'd like a job. Yeah, bring these punks on, man. Let me, let me, <laughs> who is this guy? You know, I mean, come on, man. You can't. I would be so. Maybe that's what he needs to do to show that he's a confident kicker. Because right, right now, he's letting everyone eat him alive. He's, I have not heard of a, a, a response, you know, a, a comeback or anything. He from needs him. a he needs a, a personality transplant and have an Everson Walls personality. Well, talks I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he needs to have talk somebody. Some trash. So he needs to talk trash from somewhere. And, and I'm told he hasn't even been called in for a visit or a workout. Okay. On that note, yes. Are the Cowboys are how much better? I think it's. I think we'll we'll agree the Cowboys are better than they were a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Yes. yes. Better How much quick. better when we come back on mix shots? I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket, so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. 
For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream, the new flavor you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back to Mick Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com. All right, we continue here with uh, mixed shots. And uh, one other note on Brett Maher. You recall when the Cowboys signed him last year? It was during training During camp. training camp. And yep. so it's not like they are panicked right now about finding a place kicker. Mm -hmm. We will go to training camp, and they will have a couple kickers there for sure and see how things are working out, and then they'll have a tryout. And as I told John Fossil when we talked to him the other day, I said, so kind of what you're telling me is, is we're going to training camp once again to chart every field goal mm -hmm. attempt by whoever's kicking from how far, make or miss. Okay. And he goes, that's about right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're back to those days. And the other thing to factor in on this is after June 1st, the Cowboys will have more money to play with. Right. And why is that, William? Uh, they get uh, uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott's, Elliott's base salary back, $10.9 $10.9 uh Dead money is $5.8 million for this year. Which is already He's, he's a post-June 1st cut. And right now... Uh, he counts 16.7 million against the cap, 
but 10.9 million are coming off of that uh, after June 1st since he has designated a post June 1st cut. So, so that not only gives you more money, maybe if you if there's a veteran kicker that you want to sign, there's also more money if there's a veteran running back that you want to sign, like. And basically, they looked at that 10.9 as it was almost like, but they've already done it, right? They've signed all their draft choices. Right. But that was like a savings that, that would count, that would take care of the, the draft choice signings. And, uh, uh, according, and, to and over the right now, according to OverTheCap.com right now, according to OverTheCap.com right now, the team cap space is $10.5 million right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Which is... About what you want to enter the season with, and so it's about to go up to twenty million, right? Next week. So that means when everybody keeps asking, well, when are they going to sign these guys to an extension, like Trayvon Diggs? Right. Well, after June one, and once we get to training camp, they'll have more money, and you can do that uh, because their the, his his base salary and cap hit, and you know. Uh, CD lambs, they're all very low. You can handle that this year. Here's the other part of it. it now, with OTA starting this week and continuing next week, and then minicamp, which is what are the dates on minicamp? June 6th, 7th, 8th, something in that range? It's a little earlier than what it has been in years past. Yeah. First week of June. So it's about a week after that money becomes available. You now have had your players in here. The coaches have had their players yep. in here, yep. new players that they're working with, and they can figure out what exactly they have uh, after they uh, conclude the end of this portion of the off season. And then they, they'll huddle together and say, okay, we could use help at this position or that position in uh, – yeah, Maybe add a veteran player. Unfortunately, if you're a veteran player still out there. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's what I – I remember leaving here, and that's what, <laughs> that's what I was trying to avoid. I did not want to get into another training camp, and that's my first day in training camp. Right. So when I went to the Giants, when I talked to them, when I talked to Parcells and Belichick, I made sure and got there before they started doing all of their offseason acquisitions. Even before they drafted, I was able to get in there and, and or put some something guys, on paper. Some guys don't want to go to training camp. No, Did I just go. see a story? Somebody said that he wouldn't sign until after nope. training camp. Nope. Was it Sue, maybe? Yep. I think he I was think still out so. there, and I yeah. thought I yeah. saw that. I don't that. think so. But there's a, there's a number of veteran players at every position out there right now. And there's more this year Those than in – Those will not be starters. No, no. There are, there are better players out there in free agency than a lot of the draft picks. And my point, when I was trying the, to get it, I was trying to get in as a starter. Yeah. The, I was not trying to come into training camp behind the A ball. I think some of these would be could be starters. It's different this year. The, the, the reason it's different this year mm-hmm. is because of the way the market played out. And everybody had to settle for these veteran minimum deals. Mm-hmm. There's there the the market was so flooded with veteran players across the board. Didn't matter whether you're a running back, wide receiver, offensive lineman, defensive side of the ball, whatever. There's so many veteran guys out there. And this is what the players wanted. They wanted free agency. Yeah. Well now you got free agency <laughs> and there's so many players Everybody's around there. Stumbling that, all over each other. That right? that yeah, you had the first wave where you got really good money and then after that, basically starting about March twentieth, March twenty fifth, mm-hmm. guys were signing they just wanted jobs. And they were signing for one year, one point 
$2 million and across the board. Having said that, I saw where last week James Washington signed with the Texans. Mm-hmm. So he's getting another one-year shot. shot somewhere else. Well, he's getting it as a healthy, hopefully, as a yeah. healthy person. Right, exactly. I, I just know that that was my, my entire goal was to get in, and I was going to take someone's job. And I knew I could do it with that those cornerbacks that they had. So that that was my reason for going in. I didn't just want a job. I wanted the job. And so I think for a lot of them right now, there uh, a lot of teams are looking at what they have with their rookies. And, okay, and they're determining right now from a learning standpoint, the transition to the NFL, can this guy come in and play immediately for me or not? Or do I need to go get a veteran guy to go? Uh, you know, the Cowboys are sitting there at their left guard position. they got to figure out where they are from an injury standpoint and how they're coming along with the Terrence Steele recovery mm-hmm. and Tyron, where he is. And, okay, what do you have with Chuma Yadoga, who actually is coming off an injury from last year as well? And are they uh, set at the uh, to fill in, in, in the, at the starting left guard position? So one thing I noticed that um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, the fifth-round pick, Asim Awesome. Richards awesome. Yep. had him at guard. Mm-hmm. He's a tackle, mm-hmm. had him at guard. Yeah. Let's not forget Farniak. He actually had to play a couple games and did okay at mm-hmm. guard. So there's going to be some competition. He there. seems so big for guard. Farniak? Yeah. Oh. I was going to. I think he's not. Good. You're thinking ball, probably. Ball, Ball's you're probably thinking guard, he's, right. he's moved there also, right. but he's 6'8. That's that's a little big. Mm-hmm. Farniak looks like could be a guard. Um, so they're going to have some competition there, and they'll have a chance to see, mm-hmm. especially in training camp, get these guys reps. You know, you can't put a ribeye on every plate every day of the week, right? You can't have a, a star first, second-round player on every spot on the offensive line. At some point, you got to develop some guy, right? Yeah. got to develop Nate Newton. At, at some point. You had me thinking, I got a ribeye at home. Boy, that's <laughs> I was seasoning it too before. I <laughs> can't wait. You know, sometimes you got to just develop a Mark II and A. Uh, very good. You know, that stuff's no, got to happen. That's very good. I mean, think about the guards that were playing with you when you got here. You know, they certainly weren't first-round picks or, you know, Pro Bowl players. They were veterans. But they were good enough they were veterans. to play. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, James Washington signed with the Saints. 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 I knew no, it was Texans. All right. So, all right. How much better are the Cowboys now than they were a year ago at this time? Well, they're not better at kicker. But here's my or deal. Are they? Oh no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to sell Tristan Vizcaino short, right? Um, here's where they improved. They are better off where they're at right now at wide receiver. And I thought when they got towards the end of the season and in the playoffs, they were because Michael Gallup had still not fully recovered from his ACL, uh, they were one receiver short. And the quarterback will never tell you that, uh, but it was basically CeeDee Lamb and what? And, and you were relying on 33-year-old Hilton to come in after not doing any football for, what, four months of the season? 
to be that guy that was going to save you. He helped, but he wasn't great, right? I know he made a couple nice catches. So with the addition of Cooks and Gallup, I'm figuring a year further removed from that ACL surgery that they're better at wide receiver. I have a stupid question. Is T.Y. coming back? I haven't seen him sign anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his reason for not playing last year, he wanted to watch his kids play football. Did he get his fill in one year? And doesn't care about that, or does he still want to do that mm -hmm. and say, I can be a hired hand uh, in December? Yeah. So we'll see where that one's goes. So to answer your question, I don't think they regressed whatsoever defensively uh, with the signing of Gilmore, at least at one of the corner spots. We'll see what happens uh, with Anthony Brown, who – um, There's another one that's out there in free agency. Yeah, and he will be because he's probably not ready mm -hmm. to play any football and maybe not in training camp either. Who is that? Anthony Brown. Okay. But, you know, he can, you know, if, if it gets to August and he's he's good with the Achilles, you know, you can sign him to a one-year kind of prove-it deal. Or if it gets to November. Or, it's a long season. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and they know him. Uh, and I'm sure he doesn't want to have to leave here after all these years. Uh, but he's got a rehab. In my understanding, he's got to, at this point, when his contract expired, he's got to rehab on his own. Mm, interesting. Well, with all due respect to Anthony Brown, yes. Stefan Gilmore, assuming he's healthy, and, he, and, and what we've seen on tape the last couple of years at Indianapolis, and he's still got it. They're upgraded at that position, right. even if Anthony I Brown say, was healthy. I would here. say their talent level yeah. has upgraded mm -hmm. and their depth. And is yeah. Deron Bland yeah. depth is still there. He's right. got the experience on, now, man. right? He this ain't a raw rookie and no, he plays. You got Jordan Lewis coming yes. back. And you're hoping Jordan Lewis comes back mm -hmm. healthy. Uh, so, yeah, you're better off there. You, you, you re signed your safeties. You're good at linebacker. Mm -hmm. Should be good on the defensive line. And the addition of Mozzie Smith yeah. is. In the eyes of the scouts, and the coaches are thinking this way too, Dan Quinn is, that was a missing piece on their defensive line. Right. They said what they call him, the physical freak of mm -hmm. the year? So, so yeah, I, I think they, you know, they should be improved. I mean, they were, you know, the, the darn thing about the whole deal is they were darn good last year. Yes, they were. Until that San Francisco game. It, it, it clouded everything they accomplished last year, despite Dak's interceptions or drop passes and bad routes that led to interceptions, right? Because most of those games they were able to win. Mm -hmm. They didn't overcome it in the playoff game. This team was scoring points. We forget that, right? Now, you changed what's sort of going on on offense, okay? Now, can you go nine straight games like – Averaging 30-some points a game again? Because that was pretty good. One thing that we just have to realize is last year's interception numbers was an aberration for this entire team. That's one thing you can say. He did. That's just This has never been a serious problem from this offense is turnovers. We have never had that be an issue throughout an entire season the way it was last season. To me, it's just a – a different season compared to all the other seasons we've had since this coaching staff was here. So I'm not worried about them repeating those mistakes. 
Uh, of course, they're going to change the philosophy now. We'll probably run the ball a little bit more. seems like we've got a lot of bodies up there so we can move the chains without necessarily putting it in the air. That's fine with me. I could go either way. I trust that. I trust our wide receivers. I trust, it. I trust Brandon Cook coming in. You get 1,000 yards with every team that you're on, then I'm going to depend on you to do the same thing here because you probably have a better quarterback here than you've ever had in your entire career. And especially last season. Yes. So I'm looking at it as, yeah, I think we definitely did not regress. I think we improved. You know, you look back at that San Francisco game, though, and where San Francisco took control of the game in the second half, they were they they had the pass to Kittle, and then they had the uh, pi down in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But they were also able to run the football and convert on third down. They were yep. seven for fourteen on third down in that game. Yep. They ran for one hundred and thirteen yards on thirty two carries, which isn't a great average. Mm-mm. But they had thirty two carries, and they were able to uh, control the foot in a close tight game like that they were able to make that drive to get them the touchdown that got them the victory basically. and we could we couldn't move the chains and, that's well, right we remember could not move the chains pollard without pollard hurt. getting and with I pollard think we getting had some hurt injuries on the line too didn't we how were we doing on the no line? they had gotten back to normal peters was well, out well they they got back to normal but did they, they have well, they had to put Terrence Mc- steel wasn't playing right he was out Right. Oh, he, he was out the last five games of the year. Right. So, yeah. So they, had so they to, were hurt. They yeah. had to move, you know, replace they were playing Tyron at right tackle. Who Avion Collins, line was, not Avion Collins was your uh, Connor McGovern fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third tight end guy. We were doing all we could so to try they, to move the to, ball. So to answer your question, they've got the, I think the what they've got to prove is they can they, can they still run the ball effectively without Zeke. And everybody's assuming that Tony Pollard's going to, you know, rush for, you know, 1,500 yards. Well, I, I want to see it. I'd love to see it. But I don't think that's the way it's going to be. Right? You're going to need a – I still think we need to be running back by committee. You, you're going to have another guy there mm-hmm. that's got to help out. Is it Ronald Jones? Mm-hmm. Is it Deuce? You know, we'll see. Got to replace his 12 rushing touchdowns, and I'll continue to say that. I'm right there with you, Spags. Ronald Jones, who had 17 carries for 70 yards and one touchdown in six games with Kansas City. That makes last you feel year. good, doesn't it? Why would you bring that up? <laughs> I don't understand what was the point of that. <laughs> you, we're trying to be positive because here, there's man. money available. <laughs> there's money available come June 1st. And there's probably going to be running backs available. <laughs> there still, are definitely too. running backs available. All right, we wrap up mixed shots in just a moment. <laughs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. 
Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To mixed shots. Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboy Youth Camps presented by Visualign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and dance camps are taught by current Dallas NFL Cowboy players. cheerleaders. <laughs> Use code CAMPS23 to get $25 off registration. Visit DallasCowboys.com camps. Sorry, I thought that's what you were going to say. I wanted to know if you were like <laughs> one of those former players teaching dance 6 to 16-year-olds. <laughs> All right, we continue here with mixed shots. Last, uh, we're going to about 11.50, is that right, Producer Supreme? You can go as long as you want. Oh, we can go as long oh, as we want. Wow, that opens up a whole new <laughs> In that worms. case, we, I'll be leaving at noon. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, at least know uh, the dates and time for the preseason games. Yes, we do. saw that. Let's start. Would uh, you like to reveal them? I will. The first preseason game is back here at AT&T Stadium at the unstable starting time of 4 p.m. <laughs> On Saturday, August 12th. So they must have a bunch of games that day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Cowboys are going back to Oxnard after the game. Or maybe they are, yes. <laughs> so I've, the Cowboys can make point. that choice. And they're, who are they playing again? Uh, at Seattle the next oh, week. No, no, but oh, they're oh. the home game against uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And they got training camp to get back to as well. And so Correct. might as well start this. It's air-conditioned comfort good there point. at AT&T nice. Stadium. Go ahead and play it at 4 o'clock. You're on a flight by 9 o'clock, and you're back to California by 10 o'clock California time. I thought maybe CBS 11, 11 had something bigger going on, and they had to play early. Well, there is. Uh, not that weekend. Not that weekend. Okay, okay, good. That's right. All right, then they go back to California, and August 19th, the one away preseason game, uh, will be August 19th, Saturday, 9 p.m. Central Start. That's a more traditional Seattle. traditional time on the yes. West Coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the final preseason game is August 26th, the Saturday, 7 p.m. AT&T Stadium, and it's against Vegas. We were all set for Vegas to be the away game. So you'd You're be on the coast. Hopeful. Yeah. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out. I'm not sure I want to go to Vegas after these last couple of hockey games. Well, speaking of other sports, 
can we give the Rangers some love? They're really kicking some ass, man. Mm-hmm. I'm they really are. enjoying this. I, so, the family even wants to go to a game. Hitting machine uh, out yeah, there, right? Mm-hmm. Not bad at all. I'm really impressed with them. They got numbers out there. The stats are doing well, and everyone's talking. They about did a how lot of it without their uh, how a 325 million dollar shortstop. He's injured. Hey, well, now no, he's no, back. Corey, Corey Seager, yeah. and he came back this weekend and uh, was lights out. That's way he started the season, and they've been without Jacob Degrom. Yep, yep. He already hit two home runs in mm-hmm. whatever three or four games he's played. Uh, I thought we should do this. Yes, sir. Uh, mention. Uh, the passing of Jim Brown, yes, 87 years old. Um, you guys probably weren't old enough to watch him play, at least. I was not. I did as a young, almost teenager, I, I guess. I saw him in Dirty Dozen. <laughs> that was, that was going to be my next point. I saw him in the locker room in San Francisco after the Cowboys beat the 49ers in the <laughs> NFC Championship game in January 1993. He was, he was a Cowboy fan? What was he doing there? He was just there. He was, he was there? Doing, you know, probably he and Emmett. I, I just, yeah. I just, yeah. I just yeah. remember you know, how tough a runner he was, how guys did not want to tackle him. Mm-hmm by the way, um, and my last, I think the last time I saw him, it was on TV for something, yeah, he looked, Yeah, he didn't look really good, mm-hmm. but one of, one of my great memories was back in 2007 uh, when Michael Irvin was getting inducted to Pro Football Hall of Fame, so was his starting right guard, Gene Hickerson. Uh, and unfortunately for Gene, he was kind of in the same physical shape as Chuck, Chuck Holly. Holly. And uh, I remember the um, yellow jacket ceremony on Friday night before uh, the inductions on Saturday when they give the guys their Hall of Fame jacket. Mm-hmm. And... Hickerson was there, and Jim Brown was there, and he wheeled him in on his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was almost like here's the guy that paved the way for me. Now I'm now pushing, I'm pushing him <laughs> right. into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was it was a, a pretty uh, emotional thing because mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Brown's first year was fifty seven. Fifty seven, and Hickerson came uh, from Ole Miss in fifty eight. Uh, you got to mention John Wooten. And I was going to say, and yeah. then John Wooten was the left guard, mm-hmm. and he had two, I think, maybe Pro Bowl or at least uh, maybe Hall of Fame tackles playing at that time uh, for Cleveland. Uh, when they were pretty good, by the yes. way, they won the NFL title in 1964. Before Super Bowls. Maybe Frank Ryan was the quarterback. <laughs> Dr. Frank Ryan. Dr. Of course, Frank Dr. Ryan. Dr. Frank. We talked about All right. Just to put in perspective, and it was a nine-year career for Jim Brown in the National Football League. Just to put in perspective, he was the most—he was the rookie of the year his first year in 1957. He was the most valuable player in the league in 1958. He finished third in the MVP voting in 59. He finished third in 60. He finished fourth in the MVP voting in 61. 
Had a down year in 62, only made the Pro Bowl that year. Uh, in 63, he was second in the MVP voting. In 64, he was second in the MVP voting. And he won the MVP in 65. I, I take that back. He also he won the UPI. There was AP and UPI MVPs. Yes. He won the UPI MVP in 63. Memories. And in 58. So it uh, wasn't consensus, but... He was when well, he was the MVP as rookie of the year league also. So <laughs> one, two, three, four years he was MVP either AP or or uh, UPI, UPI and he finished second in the voting uh, three of those years too. And guess what? I didn't know this. The nineteen fifty seven Cotton Bowl. He was the MVP. Rushed for 132 <laughs> yards in a loss mm-hmm. to TCU, 28-27. At Syracuse. Uh, yeah, when and he the, was at and, Syracuse. Oh, how great would that have been? It would have Bob Lilly against Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> TCU and Syracuse at the Cotton Bowl. So well, you, you talk about pushing into the Hall of Fame. He tried to push me into the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, my first year I was up for modern day. Uh, it happened to be my last year of eligibility for modern day. He wrote a letter of uh, endorsement for me. Really? He sure did. I still have it. Boy, John Wooten told me some great stories mm-hmm. about blocking for him and how he would run people over at the goal line, and that was it. That No one wanted to touch him again. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, just go ahead. Yeah, you wonder if he made his linemen all pros. Or, yeah, know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that has something to do with it. They didn't even see the film like, hey, he ran for almost 200 yards, then the line must be good. I mean, I'm thinking back then he was probably considered a fullback, right? They did say he was his position fullback, fullback. Yeah, and then fullback exactly. was the running position back mm-hmm. then. He was yeah. uh, listed on Pro Football Reference listed as six two two hundred thirty two pounds. I guarantee you there were a number of offensive linemen who that were two hundred and thirty two yeah. pounds in back then. And Spags, you should know this, man. You were the only one that was alive back then <laughs> on this table. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it John was, Wooten, by the way. Was two hundred and thirty five pounds. Wow. So Jim Brown was two thirty is six two, two thirty two, and John Wooten six two two thirty five. And both of them, along with uh Bill Russell, Kareem, uh, were a part of that nineteen sixty seven uh, Cleveland summit when yes. they got all those players together to support uh Muhammad Ali. I think uh, that was at Jim's house, wasn't it? It it was somewhere in in Cleveland, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a bunch of people there that you know you would if you saw the picture you'd recognize who all those uh, all there those was somebody people that wasn't was. there that was invited, O.J. Simpson. Oh, oh really? He show, he decided not to show up. 19, according to Jim, 1967. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a it was an iconic picture. Um, it was one of the guys from the Green Bay Packers was there. The defensive line. Linebacker of defense and uh, Willie Davis mm-hmm. was Grambling State. And, and by the way, John Wooten was in that Grambling also. State University. Grambling State <laughs> University. Uh, so yeah, um, and then he he made all those movies. Um, Dirty the Dozen. Dirty Dozen. Yeah. I can still see that. I don't know if you guys saw the movie but it, it was it was one of the all time I'm gonna get you sucker. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You've got to see that movie, guys, if you haven't. It's hilarious. I'm sure it's somewhere, oh, right? Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, all, right. of, all of his stuff is coming out of the woodwork. But now, he, reti- I'm sure. he retired at 30. And that was the most unique thing about the story when you talk about putting things into perspective. Yeah. yeah everyone else, they're trying to play it out. Right. You know, go as long as you can go. He, they have a he story could make there. more money away from football. And then. he knew that. Mm-hmm. He knew that. Because they talked about how, I believe the story was that they never saw him go into the training room. They said he, they didn't see him because he came so early. So he wanted to keep that persona of, you know, being that, that invincible guy. But he was coming in, they said, real early to take his treatment so that the players themselves wouldn't, wouldn't find out. Which is remarkable that he, he, he when he finished, he was the all-time leading rusher. Um, I looked it up, 12,312 yards, but in nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Nine seasons. Um, it went out on his own terms. And those yeah. were 12 and 14-game seasons. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Because they didn't go to 14 until 61, I think it was. Yeah, it was 12-game seasons. So... Yeah. So I guess back then, in the early 60s, it was him in football and it was Wilt Chamberlain in basketball. Yeah, yeah. you can say that. Yeah. It was Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Bill Russell. And Bill Russell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and back then, and people probably and had a hard time And it was Mickey and Willie in baseball. I was going to say, let's go baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, the only NBA games that were on TV, and this was before the Bulls got started in Chicago, was it was a Sunday afternoon matinee game and i swear to god if i saw boston play philadelphia one more time <laughs> that's all we got to see was boston and philadelphia well we fell in love with bob mcadoo though back Ooh, in the, that, man. mcadoo that, mcadoo uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's our era i uh, met him by the way as well yeah. very cool guy very mm-hmm. cool guy speaking of long careers i just saw this note Josh Johnson, quarterback. Yeah, he resigned with, or he signed with uh, the Ravens. And it was resigned because it's his third stint. <laughs> third with the time, Ravens. right? Re, re, resigned with him. He has played with fourteen different teams. Fourteen. Who was he with last year? San Francisco. Oh, he was with Denver. I think he was with Denver on their practice squad at age thirty-six. I, I thought and I saw him play And then San Francisco last year. signed him before the playoffs uh, yeah, started. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he ended up being the backup for Purdy. I thought he I came saw into him that game last, didn't he? Yeah, against I the I Eagles in the year. NFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah, when Purdy got hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they put. That's how I remember. And then they yeah. put. And then they put. And then he did he get hurt? And they put yeah. Purdy they back put in. Back right? in. <laughs> uh, then of course the running back McCaffrey had to take over. Just <laughs> another indication that there's not enough quarterbacks to go around in the no. NFL. <laughs> On Josh Johnson's Wikipedia page, you know, it's endless. You can go as long as you can go. I mean, it, it's infinity as far as how long a Wikipedia page could be. Right. It almost takes infinity to name all of his teams that he's played oh, for. I think there, were, on and on there, and were, on. there were two teams in, like, alternative leagues, too. Maybe. <laughs> Alternative leagues. Well, back then it wasn't the XFL or the U.S. I mean. You know, to his, there, yeah, he played for the San Diego Fleet in 2019 and the Los Angeles Wildcats there in you 2020. Go. Hey, yeah. man, that guy never quits. The Sacramento Mountain Lions in 2012. So, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. three of them. Uh-huh. And they're still signing him. 
Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the point. They're and he's not playing him. any and he's, outside of the conversation. He's got to be a coach. He's got to be. He's got to get the clipboard and just so, call it a day. So his, his Chase Daniel sign? I was going to say his <laughs> his agent and Chase Daniel agent have to be the all-time agent. <laughs> but they at least, at least Josh, still look, Josh still looks like a football player, though. Well, what are you saying? Chase, about Chase? never looked like a football player. You, we, he looks less. This, more. Hey, get get a load of this. This was, this would have been, probably nineteen years ago now. Uh-huh. Or what was the first year we had the Cowboys Channel? I believe that was the two thousand. Four or five. Two thousand four. It, it would have been two thousand four. It could have been five. Chase, Chase graduated from South Lake Carroll in two thousand four. Okay, so it was nineteen years ago. We broadcast on the Cowboys Channel a game at Texas Stadium, a playoff game. It was South Lake Carroll against Denton Ryan, mm-hmm. and I was the play-by-play announcer, and Mickey was the analyst. <laughs> and I couldn't find Mickey before the game. And Mickey, I, we were up in the makeshift press box broadcast booth there at Texas Stadium, and Mickey came back up, and he had been down on the field. He wanted to stand up next to Chase Daniel to see because Chase was going to Missouri. He wanted to see if he was taller than Chase Daniel. I wanted to see if he was tall enough to play quarterback in college. Right? You're, you're about to get fired, okay? So you're about to get fired, and you're down here trying to a pet peeve thing going on. No, I, I just went and stood kind of. But that was 19 years ago, and Chase hey, Daniels still playing in the NFL. At 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 his charity golf tournament, I told the story, mm. and and I said I just wanted to see if he was tall enough to play at Missouri, right? And I stood next to him. I said, okay, he's a little bit taller than me, not much. So you you are. The barrier. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Have you, Absolutely. Have, have you stood? You're, you're the bar. You're hey, the bar. Hey, if he's taller than you, me and Deuce. Have you? St- I was going to ask. Got to grow some. <laughs> have you stood next to Deuce? Yes. Yet? He's got to grow. We need some. that he picture. He likes standing next to Deuce. That's uh-huh. the problem. He needs it. Yeah. He, he and Cavante K- K- uh, Turpin need to grow an inch. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, I I ended up telling that story to him. And when I told it, he smiled and he got up on his tippy toes. <laughs> and he was taller than I was. All right, I think we're out of time on this edition of Mix Shots. It's almost noon. We've got to get Everson out of here. He's got to get some lunch in him. And I'm going to uh, take some golf lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. Going to play in the Senior PGA Championship this no, week. No, my team qualified PGA for the Frisco. Super Bowl of golf, so I don't want to let them down. So I'm going to somehow get some type of a game going, you know. So well, when we play in uh, Boca Raton, I can – Help the team. Well, it's a big golf week. You can get mm-hmm. some lessons at the, either the Senior PGA Championship at PGA Frisco this mm-hmm. week or over to Fort Worth Colonial, the Charles Schwab Challenge. I, I saw at that at the PGA thing in Frisco, it said they had a two-acre putting green. Wow. wow. Like the, you can practice your putting. Yeah. It said it was two acres. Wow. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of. That's this would be the fun. first first golf that's ever played on that course this, yes. this week. So you should go there, and if you can improve your putting. No, I'm going to golf tech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. To, where my stuff is going to be all videoed and analyzed and everything. I'm going to I'm going to be a good golfer. When he needs as much help as he can get. You ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and Mickey will have a full report on what he sees at OTAs next week on Wednesday. 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 That's right, because next Monday is Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
might be no nope, the one after that we got one, got one more, more after that, that. two more additions winding to it down baby. all right have a great monday and we'll see you again next week on mix shots go cowboys this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!